I would like today to posit a very simple notion. Why has there been no phone, no smartphone, powered by Chrome OS? I mean, I mean this really seriously. I'm not a huge Chrome OS fan. I'm really not. It's just not my cup of tea. But, but if I'm being really honest with myself, Chrome OS seems like it would be a far superior system for a smartphone than Android does. Uh, Let's dive into this. This is the Lunduke Journal podcast, April 19th, year of our Lord, 2022. Uh, If you do not currently subscribe to the Lunduke Journal, head on over to lunduke.substack.com and click on every single link you can find. Just click on all of them. And then, and then something magic will happen. <laughs> or you can go over to the Lunduke Journal community at lunduke.locals.com where we all hang out. It's sort of like Twitter. If Twitter weren't the worst thing in the world and it was only nerds and there was no politics or swearing or trolling allowed and it was just nerds being nerdy and having a great time... 24 friggin' 7. That's what the Lunduke Journal community is. So lunduke.locals.com or lunduke.substack.com. Okay, okay. So, let's think about this. As of right now, Chrome OS and Android are both based on top of the Linux kernel, right? Now, that could be changing sometime in the future. Maybe Google will go all fuchsia-y on us. Who knows? But that's how it is right now. Which means, which means uh, all of those, all those kernel level drivers and all that work that's been done to get Linux running well on those Android phones applies equally well, at least for the most part, to Chrome OS, or at least it can. And in fact, we see Chrome OS running on tablets already. There's quite a few convertible tablets with little detachable keyboards and whatnot that run Chrome OS that get phenomenally good battery life. Uh, Considering those huge screens and everything, they get really good battery life. So that seems viable. Also, Chrome OS, beyond just running Chrome, because if Chrome OS just ran a web browser and just ran Chrome, well, that wouldn't be all that interesting for my phone. If we're at that point, we're basically back to the original iPhone, which was nothing but a web browser. Because that's, I think people don't always remember that. That's where the iPhone started. It was just a web browser. There was nothing else. (laughs) Uh, Steve Jobs famously, like, criticized anyone who suggested that you'd want to have native applications on your phone. He, He told people that was a dumb idea and, uh, your iPhone should only ever have web pages. That's not a joke. That's really what Steve Jobs felt. And he felt like if people wanted to make software for a smartphone, you should do it through web technologies, you know, little web apps. And eventually Apple caved, actually pretty quickly Apple caved and and released the SDK publicly and then the App Store came about and then and then all of a sudden Apple kind of just just like retconned that whole piece of history into a shoebox somewhere and pretended like yeah, it's what we wanted all along. Yeah, that's the ticket, the App Store. It's so great. Uh yeah, uh, they yeah, they failed to mention the fact that their customers basically forced them to do it because Steve Jobs really didn't want it. Anyway, um, but we don't want to go back to that, right? So, Chrome OS, if it was just Chrome, that would suck. 
But Chrome OS, as of right now, has full Android Play Store, runs all the Android applications if you want them, but it also runs full Linux, right? So you can run all the Linux applications that you want, all of them. So, right, and it's it's really supported. It's natively supported. The performance is good. The experience is decent. So why not go down that road on a smartphone, right? I, I personally, for me, like if I had Chrome OS on a smartphone, if I had the two choices in front of me, Android and Chrome OS, same phone, I'd go with the Chrome OS one. I don't know that I'd use Chrome all that much. I mean, maybe for a little web browsing or something. But honestly, I'd probably just install Brave or some other web browser inside the Linux side of things in Chrome OS and then whatever Android apps I wanted on top of it. The reality is Android, it still is very Java-y, right? It's still a big, giant virtual machine, a big old memory hog, uh, whether we want it to be or not. It still is. They've done amazing work, and I don't want to belittle this. They've done amazing work at, at performance optimizing the Android runtime environments and virtual machines. They really have, uh, especially compared to where it started. If anyone remembers the early days of Android, performance was atrociously bad. Now, part of the part of the improvement is purely thanks to the massive improvement in uh, CPU speed and uh, the amount of RAM that is in these phones. That obviously helps. If you if you run Java virtual machines on your desktop, you know sometimes you got to throw a lot of processing power at it, and then it then it starts to perform well. But they've also done a really good job of optimizing it over the years, of adding a lot of technologies to allow them to do native APIs on top of the Androids, uh, top of the Java side of things. So you know they've done a pretty good job there. But the reality is, no matter how good of a job they do. It's still a Java virtual machine sitting on top of Linux running 24-7 on your phone. Wouldn't it be cool to just to do away with that? You know, if you didn't want the Java runtime, don't install any Android apps, right? Just get Chrome OS on there. Run your web browser if you want it to. Install the Linux applications uh, over there, which could include all of those adaptive Linux applications that are currently being developed for a wide variety of Linux phones, uh, mostly using GNOME-based technologies, the Libawada stuff and all that sort of thing, <clears throat> and and get those up and running. Because, I mean, the, the, the Librem 5 and the Pine phone... Because of those, we're seeing increasing amounts of those adaptive Linux applications that fit well on a, uh, on a smartphone screen. And those applications tend to be desktop applications that, when they're squished down, look great for a phone. And they're, they're kind of optimized then for touch input. So there's nothing really special that needs to be done there in order to make them look and work great on a touch input smartphone size device so if you have them running on chrome os on the linux side of things you immediately get access to native <clears throat> not virtual machine but absolutely native linux applications with a nice adaptive touchscreen control and you get all that with chrome os 
Now you can currently run Linux and Linux applications on an Android phone. You can do it, but it's not really fully supported by the OS or by Google, right? Like you've got to use something like Userland or whatnot, and then use a VNC client to VNC into your own phone, which it works. It works while you're on the go, right? It totally does. I just did an article yesterday on 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 uh, userland and VNCing into it on on my phone, and how much I use it. And I, that actually got me thinking about this: how great it would be if if it was just uh, it was just built in. You know, like the whole the whole experience was built in, sort of like what Chrome OS has, with a focus on on ease of use of getting Linux stuff up and running and performance. That would be killer. I, I, I legitimately, I would, I would buy a Chrome OS phone over an Android phone in a heartbeat. I, I can't see any reason not to. Um, and then Google only has one operating system stack to maintain, which just cut their costs overall. I, I don't, I, sometimes when I look at Google, and I see the decisions they make. It makes me scratch my head uh, because, because I don't understand the logic of how they get to where they get. Uh, I don't understand the logic of the of the products they kill, um, like Google killing off their news reading, uh, their RSS reader. Uh, I, I don't understand that. That was one of the few good things they had. Um, and, then they, and then they create 27 different chat applications uh, which none of them can talk to each other except for on alternating Wednesdays. And, and I don't understand that at all. And then and then on top of that, they they put an, a Java virtual machine on your phone and build a nice, potentially lightweight operating system um, <laughs> that would go great on a phone. But don't put it on a phone, only put it on laptops. It's like it's like they have people at Google that are coming up with decent ideas and then they take those ideas, build it, hand it over to someone who's never heard of a computer before and he uses a magic eight ball to determine what to do with this new thing and they're like what should I do with it? It's on a it's on a phone. Let's put the Android uh, the Java virtual machine on a phone. Like it just, I know that's not really how it works, but that's how it feels like if you just look at their product roadmap. It doesn't, it doesn't make a lot of sense. Oh, anyway, I just wanted to put this out there in the universe because I felt like if you put things out into the universe, universe, put Chrome OS on a phone, then maybe it'll happen. Plus, if we end up having uh, phones that natively support Chrome OS, well, that. That kind of makes it the door a little bit wider open to other Linux variants running on the phone, on the same phone. Do you know what I mean? Like that just that just seems like a win for everybody, except for people who want it locked down. Maybe that's the point. Yeah, yeah. Google did remove the whole "Don't be evil" from their slogan, didn't they? Oh yeah, I always forget that part. The whole "Don't be evil" thing is gone. Anyway. <laughs> I hope everyone's having a great time out there in the universe today. Um, ponder on this thought. If you have an, if you have a thought about why this would never work and why Android is the far superior 
operating system to put on phones instead of Chrome OS? Let me know. Let me know in the comments over at uh, lenduke.substack or, uh, or in the comments over at lenduke.locals. And, uh, but if you think I'm right, if you think I'm right, I totally am. Uh, why hasn't it happened yet? Like, why hasn't, why hasn't the XDA developer communities done this yet? Right? Like, I don't, I don't understand because we've, both systems are mostly open source. Like, I, I know the Google Play services and Play Store and all those sorts of things are all closed down, but the core operating systems of both Android and Chrome OS are open source. Uh, because yeah, they just are. So uh, why why have why hasn't someone why hasn't someone taken Chrome OS and ported it to say, I don't know, one of the Samsung phones or one of the Google Pixel phones or something? I don't get it. I I I, I legit don't get it. You you can use the same kernel, use the same Android kernel, right? I, I what 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 am I missing? What am I missing here as to why this hasn't happened? I must be missing something because it's just such an obvious solution to having a better, more powerful computer in your pocket than what we currently have. I, 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 I am, I am McDumbfounded about about the lack of this of this option. Heck, I don't. Why why not do it just to say you did it? Uh, I mean, I mean, that's half the reason we nerds do something anyway. We see something and we're like, you know what? I want to put an operating system on that that was never intended to be on there. I would like to put NetBSD on that toaster. And I would like to put uh, OS2 on that baked potato. Like, that's just our thing. Like, that's what we do as a people. Why is there no Chrome OS on a phone? Is there Chrome OS on a phone and I simply don't know about it? Uh, I have lots of questions. I'm putting them all out into the universe, and I would love it if you could come back to me and fill my brain with McKnowledge on this one. Anyway, um, again, go on over to lunduke.substack.com and subscribe. Uh, it's fantastic. Tons of books. So many books. A plethora of books, as El Wapo used to say. And uh, uh, video games, Linux Tycoon 3, The OS Wars, all of that is all are all free goodies for everyone who's a full subscriber over at lunduke.substack.com or lunduke.locals.com. Same perks on both sites. Uh, same, same exclusive articles, exclusive podcasts, same books, same games. You get all of it on both of them. But lunduke.locals.com is the community site. Lunduke.substack.com is the publication site. Uh, the, if, you, if you subscribe, subscribe on lunduke.substack.com, you get all the articles and podcasts in your email inbox every day, and they're formatted all pretty. If you subscribe over at lunduke.locals.com, it's more like being part of a social media community with all of the same content. Uh, but they're a little different focus and a little different formatting. So it's really whichever you prefer using the most. But that's where I put the vast majority of my content. If you're if you're listening to this over on YouTube or through some of the podcast aggregators or over on Apple Podcasts or Spotify or wherever you're getting it, uh, you're missing out on probably, I'd say, like 95 plus percent of the stuff I put out. So head on over to lunduke.substack.com. Go from there. Clicky, clicky everything. If there's a universal resource locator on your screen, 
there's underlines. You click those underlines and you say, ha ha, I clicked you and, and keep going until it's awesome. Um, anyway, I love you all. I hope you're having a great nerdy day and I will talk to you later.